Life's better with some good company. You're listening to the Good Co. Podcast with Brett and Emma. Discuss the hot topics, the hard ones, and everything in between. Here's the Good Co. Podcast with your hosts, Brett and Emma. Well, well, well. We meet again. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. It's the Good Co. Podcast. You're here. Okay. My microphone keeps falling. <laughs> Let's... You're not meant to speak. Let's restart. It's okay. We can just keep going. <laughs> okay. If you could see this podcast, though, you'd be really, really entertained. We need to get video so yeah. the people can see. Yeah. Uh, drop us a comment if you'd like video added to our podcast. <laughs> you would, because Brett <laughs> looks silly right now. <laughs> so, Emma, you became a blood donor. I did do that. <laughs> this was Tell the thing I it. wanted to talk about, <laughs> <laughs> so are you like trying to get on like that grind like you're a like a you're a young millennial and yeah trying yeah. to make that money the last week's <laughs> been tough i wasn't intending to donate my blood oh that's not a good thing but it just happened because the mosquitoes <laughs> oh had yeah, other relatable. plans for me this week they are bad right now but it's okay there's power in the blood so not- <laughs> Not much money, though. <laughs> I feel like that's blasphemy. You just said there's power in your blood. No, I said the blood. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> that was good. Thank You're not you. normally like one line funny like hey, that. Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> yes, I am. <sighs> so I heard that thrifting is not very thrifty anymore. Yeah, I heard that too. Little Birdie told me. Yeah, well, I read that there was a lady who wanted to donate some of her clothes she was cleaning out her closet and so she went and donated these clothes and then went back the next week to goodwill that she donated those clothes at saw her clothes on the shelf listed at double the price that she originally paid i just i have questions about this (laughs) it's bad (laughs) like i've never paid like $20 $20 for something at Goodwill. Like, how much did she buy these for originally? Like, $2, I, and then I, at Goodwill, they were 4 Because that's reasonable. I really hope it wasn't a $20 shirt, and it was, like, listed oh, at 40 bucks. I can't even afford Goodwill anymore. It's like selling Gucci stuff at Goodwill. <laughs> so, at church on Sunday... Yeah... I didn't see you there. Yeah, I wasn't there. <laughs> that was the first thing I wanted to say. Okay. Um. <laughs> I was at church camp, which had two church services oh, on Sunday. Sure, sure, so sure. All right. Overachiever. Overachiever. Yeah. Anyways, so when I was at church, you know, doing the right thing to do on oh a Sunday, I saw a couple things that caught me off guard. And so I always am looking for content, so I write it all down. And I saw two girls, okay, ahead of my Sunday school time, which is an hour long right before church starts. And okay. So they had cold brew coffee in their hand. As one does before church. That's yeah, normal. of course. Make your Starbucks run. And, right. But then after Sunday school, they still had the same amount of cold brew in like, their coffee cup. Like the exact same or like they The took- exact same. Like they didn't. They didn't even wet their tongue with it, okay? (laughs) You were washing them. And then after church that next hour, same amount in their coffee cup. I think, I really think that these girls are using cold brew coffee as a fashion trend. (laughs) I gotta be honest, I'm guilty of this Like, let me just get my Carhartt hat, my skinny jeans, and my Starbucks cup. No, but it's perfect because you just put it in the fridge and then you have coffee the next day too. It's stale at that point. (laughs) 
If you're enjoying all the good company right now, would you consider rating the podcast and leaving a review? And just maybe your comment or question could end up on the next podcast. All right, we're jumping right in. Mm. Buzz turned a little different today with the mailbag. And that's because we had some questions from you guys Mm -hmm. that we're going to answer in today's episode. So we're going to start with that. I love it. The first question comes from April, who actually used to be part of our team here at Hope FM. So it was really cool to hear from her again. She asked a quick question about um, some tips on being consistent while reading the Bible. That was the first question. And then uh, favorite ways to read the Bible after that. And I just thought it was a really good question because it it shows that you're you're really seeking, first of all. So thank you for... I don't know where my voice went. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so thanks for reaching out and asking that question. It was a really great question. And it made me think because I don't oftentimes think like what helped me become consistent or yeah. what makes reading the Bible fun. That is so fair. Um, one thing that I actually decently recently started doing, decently recently. Decently recently. <laughs> <laughs> Spitting bars. Um, that's helped me a little bit is... I actually spend time with the Lord in the morning Mm. and in the evening. And the reason that I like this is because if I skip it because I'm busy or tired or get home late or don't feel like waking up early or whatever, I don't really feel like I messed up. Like I keep the momentum because I'm like, ah, it's okay. I'll spend time with him tonight. Or, oh, it's okay because I spent time with him this morning. So it's like kind of a weird thing, but I made them shorter segments and I just do them at both times. So I don't feel like I have to spend half an hour or an hour with God in one sitting. But I know that if I miss one, it's okay because I was still spending time with him and still invited him into my day and what I was doing. Yeah, that's good. Similarly to that, I, uh, I, I wrote down, I just, I plan around that time. Mm. Like my day is like structured around that time every day, especially, I think it's a little different for me because of the nature of working in ministry. Like if I don't have that time, then it makes it really difficult to do what we do. Yeah, it's um, real. Pouring out encouragement from a well that's running dry is really, really hard. Um, yes. So I plan around that every single day. Like I get into work. If I haven't already been in the Word before that, I spend time in the Word at work prepping so that I can pour out of a well that's not dry. Yeah. So that that's helped me become consistent. I plan my day around it. I make sure that that is a block of my day that is set aside and then everything else kind of falls in around it. Um, so that's been something that's helped me stay consistent. What are some ways that uh, make reading your Bible fun? Ooh, that's a real good question. One thing is asking the Lord to be in it and like asking him to point something out. So sure. something that I like to do that I think is pretty fun when I read the Bible is I'll read through either a whole chapter or just a section. If the chapter's pretty long, I'll take a section and I'll read through it multiple times mm-hmm. and just ask the Lord, like what's something that I should get from this or what's something that um, should stand out to me. And then sometimes it's literally a word and I'm like, I don't know why that stood out to me, but I'll take like a smaller verse or a smaller word and just research it. Like what was, what were the Greek meanings for these words? What does this actually mean? Or this didn't really make sense to me, but was standing out to me. So what's the context? What Mm -hmm. would be going on? And kind of diving deeper just into that one small section. And that's just super fun because then I feel like I know all the the interworkings of what's going on. Uh, For me, I, I think... I had to start with easy scriptures that that's what made it fun at first for me was so that I could finally understand it. I didn't feel like I was just speaking a totally different language. 
But then I started really diving into the Old Testament a little bit, which are a lot more like narrative stories. And as a dude who just likes like war stories and that kind of thing, the yeah. Old Testament was really fun. So that was that was something that made reading the Bible fun for me for a sure. bit. Um, but then this was something that really st- sticks out to me about my time in the Word every single day is I like going back to scriptures, uh, chapters that I've read a hundred times before. And it's actually really fun to read it again. And then something new will will stick out to you about a scripture that you've read a hundred times. And I don't know of any other book anywhere that that can do that. So true. Where you just read something so many times, you know it, but yet it's something new is revealed about it that time. I feel like honestly, sometimes I... I convince myself that it's not fun, but when I actually read it, it is. Yeah. Like, I don't really have to do anything. It's just like, it makes me feel filled up and it's fun and exciting to read, like you're saying, stories I've already read before and be like, oh, I didn't catch this piece of it or this hit me differently this time. And I don't know if you experience this, maybe it's just a me thing, but that piece that people talk about that only comes from that only comes from Christ, like that is the most tangible time that I can feel that is when I'm like sitting in his word not worried about what's next on my day. Yeah. I just feel like completely at peace. Yeah. And if you're starting back up with that after taking a break, I know that the first few times, for me at least, I don't always feel like the same level of excitement or the same level of peace right away. But just stick with it a few times. It literally won't take that long, yeah. maybe a week. And then you'll be like, oh, okay, it's back. Now I get it. And feel free if it's a lot to take five minutes mm-hmm. or to read a paragraph or whatever. Sometimes that's what I have to do when I'm in a funk and don't feel like it. It's like, okay, five minutes at the end of your day, five minutes. And remember, it takes two to three weeks of consistent daily doing something to make it a habit. So give yourself a little grace there too. We got another question in the mailbag this week. This is from Katie. And she just talked about testimonies, basically. Mm. And what do you say to someone or how do you help coach someone if their testimony isn't that exciting, so to say, or there's not a big redemption involved in it? You don't have like a prodigal son situation where you left the faith and came back like you've been raised in the faith a long time or your life's been pretty good your whole life, but you're a strong believer, but you feel like your testimony isn't that good or can't help people or doesn't prove who God is because it's not this big story of like drug addiction turned Jesus or something else like that. Yeah, that's a good question. I'll I'll say first off, I grew up in the church and if it wasn't for my own stupidity, I I would be in the same in the same boat as what you're talking about. Um, I just had I had an itch in me to walk away when I was in high school. And so that's kind of what made my story a little bit more colorful, I guess you could say. <laughs> colorful is a good way to um, say it. <laughs> but I, I actually wrote down three quick things as I read this question. And then I'll let you you share your thoughts yeah. too, Emma. Um, first of all, who says it isn't exciting? If you ask me any story that Jesus changed your life, whether it's big, small, Anywhere in between. Who says it isn't exciting? I think it's exciting regardless. Um, Number two, it's more about what Jesus changed in you rather than where you came from. Hmm. Um, So share share about those times where, okay, what has Christ made in my life that 
more colorful, I guess. So like what has Christ made colorful? Um, and then lastly, share about why you've continued to follow Jesus. What what does he preserve you from? Think about that. Maybe take a different perspective, not maybe where you've come from, but what could have come from something that Jesus didn't let you go into? I love that because that perfectly leads into the first thing I was thinking of. It's actually something that somebody told me separately in conversation sure. this last week. And it was, if you feel like you don't have a good story or a good testimony, don't look at it as that. Look at it as God's hand of faithfulness on your life and his hand of protection over your life. Because think of how many people don't have that. And God like was stepping in and protecting you and stepping in. And it's like, it's not a lack of God. It's yeah. the exact opposite. It's his hand all over your life, yeah. protecting you and showing you who he is in different ways. And I think that leads a little bit to God's faithfulness. And sometimes in my life, when I first started really following the Lord, it was hard for me to see God as faithful because I didn't have the history of knowing that. And so people stepping in and saying, this is what God's done in my life in the past was really helpful Mm -hmm. because I didn't know what faithfulness looked like. Uh, My second thing is that your story is the key to someone else's story and to Mm -hmm. someone else knowing who Jesus is. And so whatever it is, God gave it to you. God gave you your story. And it's going to touch someone else's life in a way that another story can't. That's good. So I do a decent amount of evangelism, street evangelism, praying with people, that type of thing. And there are times where my story does not speak to them sure. because their story is, oh, I live a good life. Yeah. I'm happy. Things are pretty good. I volunteer sometimes. Why do I need God? And I can't draw from my story to tell them why they need God because my story is not that. And I need someone whose story is, yeah, I was happy before God, but God still changed me. And this is what he did that like radically changed my life. Or like I was a good person before God, but sometimes I felt empty or lonely or whatever it is. I can't speak to those feelings because I wasn't ever really there. My life was pretty bad without God. (laughs) Um, But for you to be able to speak into someone else's story, we need people who grew up in the church and have known God is good and are pursuing him to speak to the other people who have grown up in the church and don't know if God is good. You may be able to speak to God's steadiness or his faithfulness in your life better than somebody who possibly has a more colorful story per se. So another question that we have, and I think this question takes a little bit more unpacking because it's a little bit more of a, a tougher question, a little bit deeper of a question, but it's why have brilliant people studied certain scriptures and never come to an agreement on the meaning? So take, take yourself and put yourself in a, in a position where you're talking to somebody who has no, no background knowledge on Christianity, Christianity at all, no background knowledge on um, the debates on certain scriptures, but then as they're really pouring themselves into the scriptures, they're starting to see the divide on on a certain verse and maybe different interpretations of this verse. And and so it, the question is, what would you say to somebody asking why there are so many different interpretations to scriptures? Ooh, that's a good question. One thing that I was thinking of when I was thinking through this is the first thing I thought was that God is big enough to mean multiple different things with just one line. Hmm. 
And then I had to process that a little bit because I was like, is he like, would he mean different things with just like one verse or would he not? But I, as I was processing it with the Lord and kind of thinking through other scriptures, I think that's true. Like sometimes it can both be metaphorical and literal. And sometimes the metaphor can be a couple different things. And in our humanness, we don't have the capacity to think through all of the ways something could be interpreted, but God totally does. And I think that when he says things and when things are in scripture, it can be decently easily understood that God could mean multiple different things for that. And when you're in a different season of your life, he'll show it to you in a different way to touch that season than he would in a different Hmm. season. That was one thought I had. What about you, Brett? You see, I'm a pretty black and white kind of person. Like, I don't like the gray area in between. I just like to know what something means for what it really is. And and so I am one of those people that in my in my time studying the word, I, I try to find commentaries or sure. resources that go along with it to help me understand what the, the background knowledge is, what the depth of the knowledge is. Um, what the author was really trying to say. And I've come across commentaries that don't know what to do with certain scriptures. And yeah. those, I, this, I, I kind of equate that feeling that I get during that time to what this person was asking or what this person would have been thinking because I want to know so badly the answer to the question that I have or, or, or I want to know so badly what a certain scripture means, but yet there's two different interpretations of the mm-hmm. scripture. What do you do in that instance? And um, so I, I relate to this heavily and I actually reached out to a few people close to me. Um, and this is one of the answers I got back. He said, we agree on the essential doctrines of the Christian faith, which is good. That, <laughs> that is, is good. that is a really good common ground to have. <laughs> um, uh, but there's the freedom to have varying interpretations to things that don't strike at the root of the Christian orthodoxy, which hmm. so to put that in simpler terms, it's as long as whatever the interpretation is doesn't strike against the core beliefs of being a Christian, um, then the interpretations are allowed to be out there. Sure. Um, it goes on, there are some doctrines so rooted in what it means to be a Christ follower that they, that to deny them essentially means to abandon Christian faith and to turn to something completely other. Um, so that just takes it a step further. But I... Uh, I, I didn't know how to answer this question at first, so I had to reach out to a ton of people. And I relate hard because I want to know the answers. But I, I just think, for me personally, I can rest knowing that I can seek out all of the resources that I wanna, want to rack my brain on. But then it really just comes down to, I'm going to read the scriptures and I'm going to pray about it and I'm just going to Mm-hmm. I'm going to trust that the Holy Spirit's going to reveal to what to me what I need to know in that moment. Yeah, that's really good. And there just are things. This feels like a cop-out answer, but I swear it's it's so true. There are things that we won't fully understand this side of heaven. That's exactly what I was yep. going to say. I knew you were going to say that before <laughs> you even went there. And it's true because if our brains could fully understand everything in the way that God's does, we wouldn't need God. Like we just are limited human brains. Mm. So we won't always know. And I actually think that 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 relates to prayer really well too, Mm. is that like if we we knew all of the right answers to everything, if we knew how to solve every issue, what's the need for us to pray to God about it? That's so true. But you know who does know? Yeah. God, mm-hmm. and we can ask him what the scriptures mean or to come and answer our prayers, and he can do it. Mm-hmm. 
So if you have any questions that you want us to talk about on the podcast, please feel free to reach out to us. We love to think about these things. Like we're we're already talking and encouraging as much as we possibly can on the radio, but we're already thinking about these things. So if you have a question about faith, about Christianity, about God, please feel free to reach out to us. We won't share your name if you don't want us to, but you can do that at our website. It's myhopefm.net. Click on air, click podcasts, and then click Good Co. And right there, you can just submit it right there as well. The Good Co. Podcast is better when you're part of it. You can reach out to the show, ask questions, and share feedback by leaving a message on our page at myhopefm.net. So here's the deal. We're some we're some good company. <laughs> <laughs> and even if we aren't good company, we we try to bring God into yeah. our conversations. So you think God's bad company? Yeah. So you give him five stars. <laughs> If you want to rate our podcast, we would love that. It helps more people see our podcast and see it as credible and all that jazz. So you can do that on Spotify, Apple, anywhere you listen, you can rate our podcast right there. We prefer five stars, but whatever you're feeling, go for it. And if you really just don't want to give us five stars, do it for God. You know, he (laughs) wants you to do it. I I wholeheartedly believe that. Oh my. (laughs) Thanks for clicking play on the Good Co. Podcast. To hear another episode or to get a hold of the show, visit myhopefm.net and click podcast. Podcast.